This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. This is the Fast Break Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Alongside me, as always, is Ricky Wimmer. What's up? What's up, guys? And Dave Oster. Hey, everybody. And I'm glad my boys are back. It is the 2018 free agency primer of the uh, <laughs> Fast Break Podcast. We're going to be talking about Paul George. Will he stay in L.A.? Or, sorry, will he go to L.A.? Or will he stay in OKC? We're going to be talking about the Los Angeles Lakers. Who will they get in free agency? And finally, we're going to be talking about the Dallas Mavs and their center position. Will? DeMarcus Cousins be a nice fit on their team if they do go out and sign them. Before we jump into the podcast, I want to do a couple things. First off, the typical house key bait. If you want to check out patreon.com slash most of our podcast, please do. We're going to have a bill later on the podcast. If you want to be on a segment each and every month, you get to pick the topic Head over to patreon.com slash podcast. We also have a monthly Patreon podcast if you do want to help support us in a smaller way. Also, if you do want to help us but not monetarily, check out iTunes uh, and see, you know, give us a, a rating, five-star rating, the Fast Break Podcast, and leave a nice little comment. We'd appreciate your support over there. Um, if you do want an MVP t-shirt, head over to mostvalopodcast.com. We have every single podcast and uh, full podcast posted there, but we also have our shop, um, which we appreciate. But one thing we do want to throw out there, I want to, I want to do, do this and take the time. We just had our second best month, I think, mm-hmm. of all time, uh, and that's due to you guys. Um, May was one of our best, and we followed it up with one of our best in June. And it doesn't matter about the content, really. Um, it's just about you guys, you know, helping push us out, helping support us, you know, comment, comment, commenting, liking, watching, um, keeping those watch minutes up, supporting us on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, all that. It's all because of you guys, and, and we want to thank you uh, for doing that. It helped, you know, Ricky and Dave send send us VidCon, so we make this content better. Um, and we just want to thank you guys for being here, sticking with us. Um, and supporting the product that we put out. So we appreciate you guys, um, and, and you guys absolutely rock. Whether you're on YouTube, iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, Stitcher, um, anywhere out there in the world, uh, we appreciate your love and support. But let's jump into it, boys. The fun stuff, the NBA talk. We're talking about Paul George and his free agency. He's doing his part three miniseries on ESPN. Part two came out part right before we recorded this. Just dropped. Um, there's a lot of talk that he you know, has unfinished business in OKC, but we've known for a long time that he does want to play in L.A. Mm-hmm. So what are you guys thinking right now? Right now, as we sit here, where will Paul George play in 2018? He's going to play in L.A. That's what I think. I think that—and it's not because of—I'm reading here there's some stuff, I guess, from the second one that just dropped where um, one quote, I love L.A., this is home, I grew up watching Kobe, when I first fell in love with the game, I was outside in the front house— all the typical stuff like that. And for me, I just, I feel like for me, it's the thing I thought of was the Game of Zones joke, which, yes, it was a joke, but it's kind of true. It's like, I'm going to lose to the Warriors anyways. At least LA's got a beach. So, I mean, that's for me where it's like with the Oklahoma City Thunder, yes, you got something there with Russ, mellow opt-in. I guess that's a good thing, which, no, it's not a good thing. Mm-mm. PG. He's going to go play home. He's going to say, you know what, I want to go play where I want to play. I'm going to lose to the Warriors. He's not going to say that, but in my mind, you're going to lose to the Warriors anyways. Why not play in a town and with a team that you might like more than the Thunder or than Oklahoma City, basically? Dave, what are your thoughts on PG moving? Is he going to stay in OKC? Is he going to go to L.A.? Obviously, you know, opted out of his player contract. But that's mm-hmm. because he can mm-hmm. get the most money out of L.A. or OKC with that. 
Yeah, I think that he is staying at home in OKC. I think that uh, <laughs> his new home, his new home. He he's got a buddy in Brody, like because he, he likes fishing too much. He loves fishing. The man is <laughs> the man is at one with nature. He's peace. He's at peace out there. I think that, in all honesty, if he joined the Lakers, there's no guarantee. You know, they get Kawhi and LeBron, but right now the OKC squad has a better chance to win a championship with him, Carmelo, uh, healthy and. Uh, Anthony healthy Roberson and, and like I think and Stephen Adams like that roster has a chance to compete for a championship the Lakers you're you're hoping on LeBron you're hoping on uh Kawhi to come over you're also hoping on continued development out of a young player in Lonzo Ball out of filling out the rest of that roster with a bunch of ring chasers there's just too many unknowns over there well and you're also hoping that they don't give out too much for Kawhi exactly. because they don't want don't to complete that ro- mm-hmm. roster so I, I, that's why I think I, I settled this on, on this with you know Paul George's. What is going to make me stay? Is it going to be the money? Is it going to be the location? Is it going to be the team? Or is it going to be a mi- mixture of all three? Um, obviously, if we're talking about teams right now, OKC wins. You have a former MVP in Russell Westbrook, the only player besides Oscar to put up back-to-back seasons with a triple-double. Actually, the, the only, o- only player. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I thought Oscar One did back-to-back. Yep. Um, but yeah, the only player ever to put up a, a triple-double in back-to-back seasons. You have Carmelo Anthony, but he's going to be off next year. So if you do sign a five-year contract, Melo's going to be gone next year. His contract's up. So you're going to be able to add again to that team. And this is a 2019 uh, mm-hmm. free agency class that is loaded. I mean, Clay Thompson is out there, and I'm not saying that's going to be a first sure add or anything like that but, but that'd I'm be saying, a nice thing to add they'd be a pretty nice guy to add to that team and bring a lot of defensive shooting to this team so I, I think there is that option of when Melo leaves and takes away that 27 mil you're still gonna have a lot of freedom on that OKC option and with LA you're really dependent on getting stars or you're gonna have to wait and right now if you stay stick with OC, OKC you really don't have to wait mm-hmm. um, because this team's still gonna be competitive this t- team's probably gonna make the playoffs if Paul George goes back but also, you're going to just have to wait until Melo's contract is up. Then you could add more players. And I think OKC, it's not really about, again, the stars on that team, but it's really about the depth on that team. If they could add more depth on that team, it could be a really interesting team, especially if the Warriors get depleted with you know injuries or if you know uh, Clay does leave or Draymond leaves. Um, and you look at you know the Rockets as well, Chris Paul's getting older. So that window might be opening, um, especially for OKC, if they are you know a veteran team and, and really, you know, really pushing for that championship with Paul George and Russell Westbrook. That window might be opening in the next couple of years. Um, and then location, obviously, LA is going to win over OKC just because mm-hmm. you're going to be in the bigger market, you're going to be in your home. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm going to take the money, I'm going to take the max, the five years and guaranteed money, and you know, have a better shot of winning than L.A. Because right now you're dependent on Kawhi Leonard, and I'm in the, you know, field and, you know, at least the, you know, uh, idea of San Antonio is not going to trade him until the season is close to getting started, the season's already started, or, you know, we're into November or December. I think they're going to try to get Kawhi on this team, get him to play, and try to repair that relationship. Some people might say that's, you know, a fool's errand, but, mm-hmm. again, I think that's something that they're going to try to do. And LeBron's not going there unless Kawhi's there. And PG's not going to go to L.A. unless LeBron's there. So I think, you know, it's going to end up staying. See, but Paul I don't George know. stays in OKC. I, like, that second part you said where PG, I'm not going to go there unless LeBron's there, I don't think that's true. And the, the reason why I say that is the first thing you say, like, oh, the window— is cl- or opening or closing, whichever one you said for them. Yeah, it might no, no, be no, open. the window is going to be opening yeah, a little bit more. It might be opening, but what is that window to? A loss to the Warriors in the playoffs. What like, I'm saying that's is, what it means. I'm saying the Warriors are going to be possibly losing mm-hmm. Clay or Draymond, and that team's going to be getting older. So that's why the window will be opening for yeah. OKC. Who knows how many more ankle injuries Steph Curry can overcome? 
And for me, I feel like maybe no. this is part of me where I'll say it. I don't think Russ is ever going to win an NBA championship. He's going to be one of those players we look at where it's like, man, he was a phenomenal player, MVP, not a champion. I mean, it and, doesn't. Uh, let's, and the thing that you also got to think mm-hmm. about is the Jazz, who beat them in the playoffs, finished with the same record as them. They, to me, they got better in the draft. They're going to be a better team this year. So it's like, yeah, we're going to bring back the same people. And I know Roberson was injured, and he brought defense to this team. And you know, just that all that could have changed defense, it a little bit. No big deal. But to me, I feel like there's going to be factors with other teams that switch around to where just by bringing back the big three of Russ, PG, and Mello doesn't guarantee me that they're going to get out of the first round, that they're going to beat a Utah Jazz if that's where they're going to face. Because the only thing I think of is the highest they'll go is three, because I think the Portland Trailblazers will fall off a little this season. And I'm not saying that this is going to be a team that wins the NBA championship Mm -hmm. next year. I'm saying, again, you're going to have that five-year opportunity in that window after you sign that max and Carmelo leaves to add on to this team. And then when the Warriors get older and Chris Paul eventually leaves the Rockets mm-hmm. or gets older and suffers another injury, that window is going to be a little bit more open. It's not going to be easier. It's not going to guarantee a championship, but it's going to provide you more money for the future. Mm-hmm. It's going to provide you a larger window of opportunity. It's going to give you at least the opportunity to you know fix those you know abilities to um you know what's it called uh you know he, he feels like he has unfinished business is what he said yeah. uh, I think during the part one of the miniseries. It's going to help you at least clarify that unfinished business. I think that Paul George at least wants to stay and try to build something in OKC because we have seen OKC really adapt and really grow to love a player. And I think you're going to have those playoff opportunities. You're going to be able to play behind Russ, and Russ and him worked fairly well together. Mm -hmm. I know he struggled in the playoffs, but again, not everyone's going to be 100%. I know he hasn't been great so far. But again, that's what that unfinished business means. It was just he came up short in some big games. Mm -hmm. And I, I think with, again, with Paul George, it's not really about right now. We need to win right now. We need to beat the Warriors next year. Again, you're going to have five years to do so. You're going to have the most money to rely on, and you can always move back to L.A. I'm and you always have you the ability up, to go though. back once that five-year contract's done. I'm glad you bring that up because the thing I think in my mind is what if it plays out because like everyone's saying, like, oh, him and LeBron are kind of talking right now, and, of course, all the players are going to talk. If you want to mm-hmm. play on the same team as someone, yep. like me and you are basketball players, I want to play with you, I'm going to talk to you. How do we get this to happen? And one thing that's in my mind that can make it happen, all right, Paul, you're going to be the first piece. You're going to go over to L.A. this offseason. This is if they can't get the Kawhi deal done. If the Kawhi deal comes over, then boom, they're all three in L.A. But if Kawhi doesn't happen, all right, Paul, you go over to L.A. right now. Then when Kawhi's done, doesn't matter if he gets traded, he's going to L.A. next year. I'll be coming with them after I do my one-and-one with Cleveland, and they just make this team next year. Maybe, but again, that's also massive collusion. I mean, you can't be like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, we're going to be pulling all these strings, bang, 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 bang. It's going to be great. You sort of well, can just from a player side. It, but, you just can't but, from a manager But, uh, but uh, it's, it's super shady. And, and do but I think yeah. LeBron's trying happened. to focus? Like, it can happen I don't think LeBron, with the one-and-one and one the I, contract. It, I'm not saying it can't happen. Yeah. I'm just saying that it seems very unlikely that LeBron's trying to pull all these strings while also going to need, you know, needing to play for Cleveland for another yeah, that, year. That seems the weirdest. I, I just one. think it's if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And are they talking? Probably, but I think they're probably talking about, hey, you know, it'd be cool to play. What are your thoughts? What, what do you think about the Lakers' pitch? I think they're going to make their decisions separately. I don't think this is going to be like a D Wade and Chris Bosh thing because LeBron, D Wade, and Chris Bosh were tight. 
Those guys came from the same well, draft class. Let's be honest. Those guys Chris were buddies. Paul, or not Chris Paul. Chris, Chris Bosh was supposed to be Carmelo, but Melo wanted the money. Shocker. Okay, but still, <laughs> it, I mean, again, those four were still mm-hmm. friends, all from the same draft class, all had yep. the same common goal in mind. But and that board. was a, a perfect, you know, meshing uh, of players right there. Where, you know, Paul George, what, what's the connection between LeBron George, uh, Le- LeBron, LeBron James, George? and Paul George? Besides that, LeBron whipped his ass all the Every time in the playoffs. single time. I mean, what is what has Paul George proven to LeBron that he can be a, a guy that you know really goes along and really helps you win a playoff game because so far in the playoffs he hasn't been great throughout his career. Maybe Kawhi helps that. So like the but, least clutch player ever. But yeah, but I don't does, think this is a situation where clutch because they'll have LeBron next to him. I but mean, it's going to help LeBron take off pressure. Your, your argument was LeBron needs clutch because he couldn't win a championship oh, without I, Kyrie Irving. It so how joke. do you? No, no, he, that was not. He wasn't a, taking don't, the don't last. Oh, oh, Dave, remember he didn't take the last shot in the. Uh, he passed to uh, George Hill. Yeah. Uh, in, in game one of the uh, finals, he should yeah, have taken the. He'll just yeah. pass he to. Uh, he'll pass to Lonzo Ball, and Lonzo will make it with yeah. that shaky um, shot. But no, again, I, I think it's something where I think you're gonna have to make their decisions separately, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's gonna happen because I don't think Paul George is gonna do it unless he can win a ring. Because if he goes, he's their big free agent signing since Paul Gasol. Paul Gasol brought him a ring. This is the biggest free agent signing well, the Lakers have had Paul since Paul Gasol had Kobe too. Yeah, like I, I, I it know wasn't that. Paul Gasol. I know that, one. but still, so that was the last biggest. F- <laughs> no, you know. Paul. I thought Paul was a trade. Was for it Mark? Yeah. Was it? Paul and Mark were a trade. Well, Steve Nash was a trade. Then does Dwight that, was a trade. Does, oh, okay. So again, okay, okay, so the last Dwight what the biggest last free agent signing they did was Shaq. Or no, Shaq was a trade too, wasn't it? No, Shaq was a free agent. Okay, so the last biggest free agent signing they had was Shaq. I mean, might have been. I, or was it Ron Artest? Are we counting Ron Artest? I, I was like, I, I mean, are you gonna, your next piece, time, yeah. your next, I mean, you're going to be the biggest free agent signing in a long time, is my point. Yeah. In, in Los Angeles. It's I totally, going to be a long time. Yep. And you're going to have to live up to it. If you want to be the next Kobe, you're going to have to do it. And you're going to have to do it with or without LeBron James if you go over there. That's a lot of pressure for Paul George, who has crumbled under pressure. Yeah. And you're going to go back to a situation which is going to be more like Indiana, where you might not make the playoffs and you might be looked at as a bust and a waste of money. And that's going to hurt. Rob Palenka, that's going to hurt Magic Johnson because Magic promised stars, well, guess what? You brought in Paul George and he didn't do shit for your team. So I, I think it's a lot of pressure and a lot of unknowns in L.A. where with OKC, you know that you have the ability to build a legacy. Again, maybe are you, are you going to be as good as you know Paul, uh, you know Kevin Durant's career? No, but you're not going to leave the same way he did. Yeah. You're not going to get an MVP like KD did, but you're also not going to leave them in shambles and just kind of you know turn your back on them like a snake. Uh, no offense, I'm not calling KD a snake, yeah, but that's what people call him. Um, no, I don't think KD's a snake. Um, but again, that's the large narrative. And it's just a joke. Yep. Uh, but I, I think I it's it goes back to you can build a legacy in OKC. You have five years to do that. And then also you have the, the cap relief of Carmelo. I think it, the smartest move, at least, would be for him to stay in OKC. I don't get the whole Los Angeles I thing. Just, like, I don't get it. And for Outside me, it, it being in his hometown, I don't so get it. So then this is the thing I hear when you say that, oh, it's the smartest move. In my mind, and yeah, this is my mind, yeah, your mind I feel like he signs an OKC, you're never winning a championship in OKC. That's what I think. So basically, you're taking it for the money. You think there's zero chance that I, like he I wins said, a championship in like OKC? Like I said, Russ does not win a championship. I don't see Russ leaving OKC. Thunder don't win a championship okay, as but, long as Russ is on But why does it team. matter if you need to win a championship? Again, you have five years, well, and right now, Paul George— best what? chance to win a championship. Yeah, but I'm not saying he's he's going to win one or he needs to win one. It just still gives you the most Would you opportunities. Twenty games or well, win. I'm 50 just saying games. you're gonna at least gonna be going to the playoffs. And yeah. the be- and the best chance to win a championship in my mind is getting the th- the big three of this. Okay, so he has Paul no, control, no control over well, that. 
but do they? And no. that's what I'm saying with the whole, all right, you go over now, then this and this. And I know that's collusion from the player side. But, but it's a, a, lot, of, feel, a lot of strings. I feel like in the end, because players are emotional. We've seen emotional decisions. We saw it with LeBron where he could have stayed in Miami and won some more finals with D-Wade and Bosh, but what do he do? Hey, I'm going to make the emotional decision to come home and win a championship because truly okay. what he wanted to do was the first decision was I didn't, I never got the recruiting mm-hmm. experience and I wanted to feel that, a very yeah. personal emotion. Then it was the I want to win a championship for my hometown, a personal emotion that's going to play into it. That's why I'm okay. going LA for. But PG. that was unfinished Hold business. On. Real quick, in the words PG. That's what I, I, with LeBron though. Mm-hmm. Who means more to their city, LeBron to Akron, Ohio, or Paul George to Los Angeles? Ask it to a Los Angelan. It's very this clear week. that yeah. it's, come well, on, it's LeBron. <laughs> I mean, LeBron was the greatest thing since well, sliced not, bread to come out of the I'm NBA draft. That, but He's I'm a hometown saying, kid, and he went the to Cleveland. The decision doesn't start with anyone from Los Angeles. It starts with PG, and it, I think down at the core, it's going to be. Hey, I can stay here in OKC, but really, like, if I think, I think Paul George is going to have a heart to heart where he goes, really, if I think about it, my heart's in LA. But I'm saying, and I'm not not disagreeing with that Mm -hmm. because, again, it's just your hometown. But I'm saying, again, with it, it was a, it was an emotional decision for LeBron because he felt like he owed Cleveland Mm -hmm. something. Paul George really doesn't owe L.A. anything. No, he doesn't know and, any. I don't think he owes OKC and, anything either. No, I'm not saying that. But he, he did say he has unfinished business. Mm-hmm. Um, but and one thing too is, if they do win a championship, will it because of will it be because of Paul George, or will he be the third ringer? I don't. I don't think it matters to Paul George. I'm going to say no, and I'm I don't just, think it matters. I'm to just Paul saying George. comparing again. The, the thing LeBron going back to Cleveland. The thing with that's Paul interesting George though on that with you bringing it up in part one. He talked about the big thing that kind of spurred him with Indiana was mm-hmm. he had his injury. Then it was like when he came back, Hibbert's gone, another player's gone. And it was just like, all right, it's me and George Hill out here. I thought that I was in on this. And he didn't feel like he was in there. And they, like his agent said, "Where hey, why play another year here when I really don't want to play here? The thing that L.A. – like when I look at the two management and Scott – like. Like, you got the um, owner with uh, the Thunder. Great job doing what he does with the draft. Presty with the draft and everything. The GM. GM. But to me, who's going to have, like, I would go to, like, Magic John. He's going to, if he brings in Paul George, we're going to build a team around you. And you're going to be What credibility does Paul George, or what credibility does Magic Johnson have? Because Sam Presty so far has been responsible for some of the best drafts in recent history. Been responsible for some of the biggest trades and, and the free play, agents, but all the play like the big ones. James Harden. Now you know James Harden was luxury tax, but James but Harden. The question there Kevin was: Durant, Was that his bye-bye. choice, or was that the owner's choice for not wanting to pay? Well, for James Harden, but Kevin Durant's was Kevin Durant's, and why was it? Because of Russ. And I mean, do you really know that answer? I, no one knows I that. We can assume that that's it. it. I that's think what that's I assumed. Feel. There was there was a wedge between those two, and there was an yeah. easier road to the championship for KD because again, players oh, are measured. Oh, easier to championship. I 100 percent agree. Because people I, are measured on championships that. now. That's what Ricky's mm-hmm. saying. He keeps bringing up that Russ Which is you know, not going to win a joke championship. And just a fallacy um, at this point. Well, but, but I think it's one thing is again, it, Russ is going to be the biggest star in OKC history mm-hmm. when he retires. He's going to get he's going to get his jersey retired probably before he even you know retires. Um, and I think he's going to be... KD. He's going to get one of those Kobe contracts with, at the end. Way Ma, before KD. Way before KD. 
Um, but I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if they gave out KD's number soon, too. Uh, but uh, probably not. Yeah, but Colin Sexton will come to town. He loves number two. Uh, <laughs> Kyrie Irving. Yeah, but he's 35. Nowhere. Yeah, I'd say. What? KD's what? number. Oh, KD's, KD's number is 35. That's right. Um, but, Dave, what do you think about this? The whole L.A. versus OKC. I don't think there's any passion for playing in L.A. It's it's not even close to LeBron. He didn't play in L.A. before. He didn't lose in L.A. year after year after year when he was expected to win. There's mm. no drive for him to win one for the home team. Like It just doesn't exist. I think that that's a hell of a reach, and I think that OKC uh, has the recent actions to show you that they're willing to put it on the line to try to win a championship based around you. You mean and Paul based George? Around, yeah. Because you said LeBron. No, I mean LeBron. Okay. LeBron as far as Cleveland. Oh, okay. Like the whole... Yeah. Why would why I don't get the comparison there between their two situations because LeBron actually played in Cleveland. That's why I want to go back because he literally lost for years when everyone mm-hmm. expected you're the best but, player in the league. Why can't you win but one? But think about like Paul George never played there. It, There's no need. It kind of no goes to maybe, maybe I'm the only one in the room that did this, but like as a kid playing 2K or playing Madden, it's like you mm-hmm. know what? I've grown up watching these players. When I make a my player and I go through the draft. Let me be drafted by my team. And then when I get the free agency. Yeah, it's different when you're like nine. Me, I, I get that. I get that it's a game and this is real life. But like when you hear things, and I'm taking this from the second one where it's like he loves L.A., he already calls it home, he remembers watching Kobe, and he has all these memories. Yeah. That's going to be hard to kind of pull away from when you're making a big decision I'm, like I'm not this. denying that too. But also, again, there's a lot of money involved, which is going to play in a factor to this. Mm-hmm. And then also – Again, Paul George's career isn't going to be done after this contract. So he still has the ability, again, to go out to, to L.A. And I think one thing that also plays into it is if he's trying to, live, you know, you know, think of you know being Kobe, it's a lot of—I mean, Kobe won five championships in L.A. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have well, to live up to legends. Well, he just said grew up watching Kobe. He's not yeah. saying he's going to be the no, next I know. Kobe. I, but, but again, if you're watching Kobe. Kobe, you're saying all these things. You're building up this narrative of— I'm going to come back and I'm going to be exactly what I, back I to saw. The Lakers. Yeah, I mean, he, he's going to have to bring that attitude because, again, he's the biggest free agent signing they've had in a long time. Well, plus, it's LA. the Lakers. The so, Lakers aren't making big splashes yeah, unless it, they're getting rings. And, and that's the and thing is, he's gonna, there's going to be that expectation of he needs to do that. So, there's also going to be that idea of, mm-hmm. you know, I have that attachment, emotional attachment to my home, but I also don't want to let down my home team. And if he doesn't have that ability to say LeBron's going to be there, Kawhi's going to be there, that might hinder his decision. And I think ultimately, um, I don't think Kawhi gets traded in the next 48 hours. I said that. So mm-hmm. I think that's going to take away his from his decision. I think LeBron as well, I, I don't know what, because we're recording this right now on Thursday, so it hasn't come out that he's going to be accepting his option or not. Um, but I, I don't know what that's going to entail because he might just want to stay in Cleveland. Um, we won't know until you know July 3rd, July 4th um, when that comes out and, and you know LeBron says where he's going. And I don't think we'll know Paul George's decision until yeah. LeBron's decision is made. Um and I think it's ultimately LeBron's not going to L.A. Mm-hmm. I made that bet already that LeBron's not going there. And that means, again, I don't think Paul George is going there. I think, Well, I mean, LeBron's going think... to opt out. It's whether he signs the one-and-one one or he goes to L.A. No, I mean, he could still opt in because it's more money. And, he, I mean, and then he can go and get traded. I mean, that, that's it, it's very possible that I he opts in and goes to LA. With everything, and I know we're going to talk about this mm-hmm. in the next segment, with everything going on right now, LeBron doesn't seem like a guy like, yep, well, I'm I, opting in. I also think they opt in. If he opts in, he, he opts in and gets more money from Cleveland. But also if he opts in, I think it's easier for him to get traded to Houston as well. But, if Houston's still on the table. But tape, if you right. already, and this is a different discussion, but I'll just say it anyways, if he already has a bad relationship with Gilbert anyways, LeBron's mm-hmm. not going to want to deal with being traded. He's just if he thinks there's a sliver of a chance yeah. of it happening with the big three, 
he'll opt out and but then do also the if he opts in there's still the chance of no, him being know. traded so yeah. i mean especially if he wants to go to houston so um it's it's a messy situation but I, again i don't think he's going lebron is going to mm-hmm. la so i don't think paul george is going to go would to it LA. be the worst thing in the world for pg if he signed in la and he was the only one Again, because, again, we're going back to if you were making big splashes mm-hmm. in free agency, Paul George is a big splash. He's not as big as, you know, a Shaq-level player or anything like that. But Like if he he's, signed there to, all right, I'm going to be in L.A., and then next year to, I'm recruiting guys. Are we talking about a long-term deal, or are we saying, like, uh, one of these shorter, like, one-and-ones or two-and-ones? Let's one? say what everyone else is doing, the max. So if he goes so for he a max a deal, uh-huh. out the, I don't think that's a great move. I, I think that you've got a timeline with a bunch of really young, talented kids out there. And adding Paul George in his prime, trying to see can he drag a team into the playoffs, is not exactly my definition of fun. And then also in bringing up that, like recruiting players, if he's not able to get LeBron and he he gets Kawhi, I don't think Kawhi and Paul George's play styles mesh too well together. Especially mm-hmm. if, you, if you have Brandon Ingram, who also has a very similar play style. I mean, he's more of a passer than those guys so are. So does it stunt um, Brandon Ingram's growth by adding in another wing out there? It does. And that's the thing is, I think the Lakers are, I understand, you know, you know Magic saying, I'll quit my job if I don't bring any stars in. Well, I'll, dude, you, I mean, grow your stars. I mean, that's what we see now in today's NBA that works is you grow your stars up. Houston, I, I know it's a little bit different, but... Kind of, they built up that James Harden star. James Harden wasn't what he was in he was, OKC. He was a six man. Yeah, they 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 built him up to where he was, and then mm-hmm. obviously they brought in Chris Paul. That was a little bit different, but you need to have those homegrown stars to be a great team. We see that in uh, you know Golden State. We see that in Cleveland. I know LeBron kind of made himself a star. Um, was a star immediately as he walked into the NBA. But if you're going to be a great team, you have to build these stars up, and and we saw that in San Antonio as well. I, I think kind of going out and buying your team is not the way this uh, of, of the NBA now. And I think going out and buying Paul George and then having him recruit Kawhi Leonard, I think it's just something where you're bringing in names, but you're not bringing a quality team mm-hmm. to the table, especially when you're going up against quality teams, not only talent-wise with KD, Steph, Clay, and Dre, you're also going up against just a great team that is unselfish, going to move the ball. And if we win, that's the only thing that matters. To me, I think either decision, Final LA or OKC, mm-hmm. is basically going to be whatever decision he makes – it's for next year because in OKC, it's going to be, all right, I'm coming back for a five-year, but, man, I can't wait till that mellow contract is up. Yeah, and of course. W- but in L.A., it's going to be, all right, I'm coming home. Next year, I'm going to bring some more guys in. So whichever way he goes, I'm going to pick L.A., but whichever way he goes, that first year is just kind of going to be a dead year to me where it's like in OKC, it's, well, we're in the playoffs, but we get bounced in the first round. And then in L.A., it's you might not even make the playoffs. Dave, final thoughts? I say he sticks in OKC. Mellow surprises everybody plays above trash that he put out this year, and they make it to the second round. Maybe they make a challenge. Maybe no, the like second the round, and they get bounced by the Rockets. <laughs> Four. Who knows? Or, I'm just saying, I you think the team's better than they are. Durant? Yeah. If they, I if don't they think they played the Warriors, they'd Durant? Or they? would they, really? They I mean, that, that team. Yeah. I don't know, man. They get smoked. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe kind of pissed off Rush. Russ would. I was gonna say, like Russ goes out there and tries to drop a triple double double. Like who knows? (laughs) He'll come out with something. I think Paul George ends up staying at OKC because again, I think it's a smarter move for his career. Yeah. um, Because you can build up a legacy there. You can build up you know time there. Um, And maybe Presti pulls off the deal where he trades Melo again because. You look at again. I know Who's this is probably want that contract though. Chicago, if they get picks. No, don't don't put that bad uh, mood you on. Okay, Sacramento, Sacramento has cap too. Atlanta has cap too. I mean, he's trying like, to put Melo on the board. I'm not trying to put. <laughs> I'm saying you guys have the cap room, and if you guys are able to get you know future I'm assets, Melo on the Sixers would work. Ugh. 
Um, but if, if you're able to get future assets, come at me, Jake. You know, Jake just the, 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 the Chicago, you know, the, the, Jake the Chicago out. Bulls. If you're able to get you know future assets, the Sacramento mm-hmm. Kings. If you're able to get future assets, Atlanta, etc. Um, if you're able to do that, then maybe it is worth one year of Melo because you're not going to be a good team anyways. Maybe he brings a veteran presence of not how to be a veteran um, to the team. It, it could be interesting. I don't know. I, I, I'm not saying he's going to have a bounce back here, guys. Or you maybe. trade him, you trade him to the Timberwolves for uh, oh, God for Wiggins. Disgusting. Just to see that, Wiggins and B Jelly to see the Timberwolves implode. Anyways, uh, let us know what you think about Paul George. Uh, is he going to be a Laker? Is he going to be a Thunder? Maybe there's a different team. Maybe he goes and plays with the Pelicans. Maybe he plays I think for the Clippers. Some money. Maybe he goes to the Clippers. I don't know. There's another team in L.A. We always don't talk mm-hmm. about them. Uh, but let us know what you think about Paul George. But let's move into the second topic, and we're going to be bringing in Bill, our patron, onto this segment. Bill, we want to, first off, give you a shout-out for uh, for coming back on. People were saying uh, we should hire you after the first time you were on talking about the Clippers. So we're glad to have you back. And in this topic, we're going to be talking about who the Los Angeles Lakers will acquire. That's including Kawhi. So are they going to bring in Paul George? Are they going to bring in LeBron James? Are they going to bring in Kawhi? All three, two of them, one of them. Or are they just going to completely miss out? We're going to be talking about that here on this topic, making some 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 bold takes and uh, Bill, we're gonna go to you first. Um, and I think last time you you, you were a little iffy on, on kind of locking down some picks. So we're gonna put you out of your comfort zone today. Um, but looking at everything that's going on so far with Paul George declining his option, LeBron really staying quiet. We are recording this the day before he has his option deadline, so we don't know if he's gonna you know opt in or opt out. And then also the pressure being on the Lakers for Kawhi. Do you think they have the possibility of landing all three? Yeah, I think they definitely have the possibility of landing all three just because with what was going on today via the uh, trade talks with the Spurs and the Lakers, it sounds like the Spurs have finally come to the conclusion that Kawhi is not going to resign and they're not going to keep him, that they're basically going to trade him before the season starts. Um, So I think it's almost a done deal that Kawhi is going to be going to the Lakers. And Kawhi, I think, is going to be the first domino to fall or at least – at, at least in terms of LeBron, I don't think LeBron will sign with any team unless there's some other star, star or superstar player there. So I think I think it's a very likely possibility that you get some sort of trade that's either like an Ingram and Kuzma and a pick, or Ball and Kuzma and a pick to uh, the Spurs for Kawhi. And then after that is when I think all the dominoes are going to fall. It would be interesting, though, to see how they could fit it in the salary cap with LeBron, Paul George, and Kawhi if they were able to land all three. But I think Kawhi is going to be contingent on what LeBron does because, as you know, LeBron doesn't make any decision unless he's got help going somewhere. So. Yeah, and I agree with Bill. I think the it's kind of contingent on the Spurs trading him, but it's really, you know, will, when will the Spurs trade him? Because there's not really a clock on them needing to trade him now. Maybe they'll get the most out of it because Los Angeles really wants to get him before free agency kicks in. But, Ricky, I'll go to you. How many of these players, LeBron, PG, and Kawhi, will go to the Los Angeles Lakers? Is it possible that all three? Are you going to agree with Bill that it's possible? At this moment, and I know we've already talked about him in this podcast already, I think at this moment I'm saying Paul George is the only one I see. And the reason why I say that is for some weird feeling, I just feel like the Spurs are going to shoot themselves in the foot with this one. Because, like, there was a tweet earlier today from Woj that was like, oh, well, you know, the Spurs and Popovich think that they can still repair this relationship. No, it's gone. The boat is sailing. I mean, David David Robinson also agrees that they're going to be able to repair it. But it's like, like in my mind, if you feel like you can repair this relationship in San Antonio, you're delusional. You Mm. can't repair this. Kawhi wants out. It's It kind of reminds me of, like, imagine yourself at a job. 
once you're like, oh, there's another job open over here, and you start thinking about it, and then you start thinking about leaving, you're already out the door mentally, so why would you want to come back? And that's Kawhi. He is already out the door mentally. He has said, I want to go to L.A. I don't want to be here anymore. And I just, I feel like well, the Spurs. Well, hold on. I want to say something yeah. because he hasn't said shit. Because not, he's being a, a real snake right now. But People are saying hey, KD's a snake. snake. No, Kawhi's more of a snake than KD. Well, I mean, Ooh, get that out of here. Let's be honest. The word gets out and it gets out. LeBron does the same stuff. It's like if you want information out, it's the person that is at the center of it who is letting everything leak. LeBron's the king of it too where it's like he doesn't let information out unless he wants that information to be out. Like the fact that he, to be you know, reached out to KD and asked him what about yeah, LA? Exactly. That was LeBron's doing? And I mean, he let that one go? And for me, I feel like the Spurs are going to say, no, 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 we can fix it. They're not going to make, like, I hope they do, but I feel like they're not going to make a trade by the trade deadline. He walks away like KD and basically we're having this conversation next offseason. Dave, do they get all three? I think they get two out of three. I don't think Paul George will go. I think that the Kawhi thing will happen. It won't happen instantly. Uh, watch, I'm wrong. And by the time he's already mm-hmm. on the Lakers. But I think <laughs> that uh, they, they've got all it's, – it's playing with house money. There's no need for them to move him now. They can play the game back and forth between the Lakers and uh, the Celtics and be like, yo, they're, they're, they're saying something the about Sixers Jason Tatum over the there. So like maybe tossing another pick or another sweetener over here. So I think they have the ultimate, like – power in their control i feel mm-hmm. like people were like oh no they've got to move him now because it's quiet saying he's never coming back like no they, they still hold all the cards well it but it does seem every effort that the spurs have tried to move to you know kind of regain some some you know momentum and, and, yeah. and positivity on their side has been just you know destroyed because the celtics are apparently not even willing to give up jason tatum not even mm-hmm. jalen brown so i mean they are getting low-balled apparently by the 76ers they were given to give up covington sarich and a first uh, Boston's been really quiet. I mean, it, it's been really bad looking for the Spurs so far. Um, Bill, I want to go to you. We gave our thoughts on PG-13, you know, and you're, you're thinking that Kawhi does have the possibility of going L.A. Um, we gave our, our thoughts on, you know, will PG go to the Lakers or will he stay in OKC? What are your thoughts on Paul George? Do you think he's made up his mind already or do you think he needs to be pitched by L.A. or do you think he's already gone? I, th- I think he needs to be pitched. It's been kind of odd you know, for the longest time you were hearing that, you know, it's LA or bust for Paul George. And then, you know, he's had all these talks with the thunder and then all these words coming out that he might stay with the thunder. I don't think it's a done deal that Paul George is going there just because of the whole Kawhi and LeBron thing. Um, I think, I think they could have a chance to land all three, but I think that uh, Kawhi is probably going to end up there and if it's Kawhi and LeBron that are on the Lakers, like where does Paul George even fit in? Because they all kind of play the same position, even though LeBron could play basically the one through the four. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think Paul George, I think he could end up somewhere that's not Oklahoma City or L.A. just because of this whole Kawhi situation. So, And, and, and going off the point of uh, whoever said that the Spurs might shoot themselves in the foot here, um, isn't this? does anybody else think it's unbelievable how – the Spurs handled the situation to have like one of the most non-vocal, non-diva players or stars to ever play in this league to com- to just be completely done with an organization that everybody thought was tight knit, well run, and you know like a class organization. 
I think that story in, in and of itself is unbelievable. Yeah, it's um, one of the weirdest things I, I've kind of encountered, you know, doing this podcast because you know, one of it, I never thought he spoke. I think David Robinson even said on Get Up that maybe him and Kawhi have said four things to each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kawhi is as mild manner as it comes. So this has been extremely weird, and it's been also weird that he's also said absolutely nothing at all. There's been nothing coming straight from Kawhi. I have some strong feelings about that. I think we've, I made it known on the podcast before, mm. but. Um, it's something that it's just very strange, and we're not hearing pretty much the full story. And I don't think we're getting a lot out of that Kawhi camp, but it's extremely weird. Um, but Bill, going to you, what players would you want? Because you know you're saying that Paul George might not go there. Would you want LeBron and PG? Would you want um, LeBron and Kawhi? If you had to pick, you know, two of the three, which ones do you think would work best together and give the Lakers the best chance, the chance to at least move forward and succeed? Um, for, for like a single year or two or for the, or for like a future Let's just say that yeah, for a future and then also, you know, a contract. So if you're getting, if you're getting LeBron, you're at least getting him for, you know, four to three years. Like you, you just got in Cleveland, uh, you know, Kawhi, he's going to sign, uh, the, the, the longest you know, possible uh, deal he can same with Paul George. Yeah, I think, I honestly think, and, and this is going to sound crazy because LeBron's the best player in the league, but is he, is he 33 now and going to be 34 in the start of next season, or is he still going to be 33 at the start of the season? He is going because, to be, uh, he's 33 now and will turn 34 December 30th. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm probably, I'm probably on, on the minority on this, but I mean, I see LeBron having this upcoming season and one more season to where he is the best player in the league. And I see him tailing off pretty quick after that. I mean, the minutes are going to catch up with him. Um, I, I, for the, I mean, it'd be, it'd be great for LA if they could sign him to maybe get a championship in the next year or two, but I don't see LeBron as the main piece on a championship team three years from now. Well, um, so, and one thing too, I mean, people always compare him to Jordan. Jordan fell off after 34, retired for the second time after 34, then came back in 38 and 39, still put up 20 points per game in those two, two years. But still, I mean, Nothing he, but he, did, turnaround he wasn't his, yeah, he wasn't his prime <laughs> I was you know, say, after though, that second retirement. We so. were talking about that when we were at VidCon and Dave's reading off the stats of him with the wizard and Dave's like, Man, for a dude who was 40, man, he was putting <laughs> was, up some numbers. Yeah, it was so impressive. I mean, yes, he only played offense, but still, it was impressive. I don't know. I feel like LeBron's yeah. just got sticking power. Like, he mm-hmm. does everything so well that even, you know, if he's only playing, like, 27 minutes a night, he could still drop, like, you know, 12, 8, and 8. Like, that's just... I don't think and, there's ever a point where he just totally falls off. And this just hit me because of what mm-hmm. Bill said. And I was watching this... Um, little thing on ESPN today where they were basically saying like LeBron's the master of he'll give you signs. Like everything that he wears, he wears for a statement. He like everything he does Mm kind of says something about what he's thinking. And after one of the finals games, and it was like finals. It was game game seven or game two. It was the, um, The there's no magic pill. It was game seven. And it just hit me. What if that is him telling us, Hey, I'm getting older. I'm not going to go somewhere thinking I'm the magic pill. You have me. You're going to the finals. I need guys who are going to help me out, guys that I can trust. Because that's a big thing with LeBron. He's got to trust the guys that he's with. I know he trusts PG. Does he trust Kawhi? Probably. I agree with this, but with with everything that's going on with free agency, the last mm-hmm. thing I'm going to do is read into LeBron's <laughs> fucking clothing to see where he's going to go in free agency. So, like, I just don't have the time. I don't have the energy. I don't have the time. I'm not going to do that. So, I mean, maybe it was a statement. Maybe he was just, and it was right after game seven, so maybe it was just, you know, there's no magic pill to mm-hmm. win a game. I don't know what it was. But, Bill, we did kind of cut you off there. Um, you were talking about LeBron possibly very down so it seemed like you're going the way of you'd rather have paul george and Kawhi, right um yes but not necessarily i mean mm-hmm. 
I think I think Paul George is a key. The thing about Kawhi is if Kawhi goes there with LeBron, the Lakers can be back in this situation of being an awful team within four years. Because if you're going to get Kawhi, you're giving up everything that you sucked the last however many years for. You're going to give up Kuzma. You're going to give up Ingram. You're going to give up future picks. You're going to give up Hart. And so if Kawhi goes there and, and it's Kawhi and LeBron, LeBron's going to be old, and they're going to give up all their assets and all their picks, and they're going to then just have Kawhi. And they might have a window of a couple years to win championships. I mean, you still have Golden State out there. I mean, Houston is still dangerous. Um, you know, it's, if Chris Paul didn't pull that hamstring, they're in the finals. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if, if for, for the Lakers' future, I honestly think signing LeBron with Kawhi would be the worst move they could do. I think Paul George and LeBron is the best move they can do. Um because you had to give up every asset you have to get Kawhi and get a 34-year-old LeBron. I mean, I don't know. It's it, it'll it'll be interesting to see what they do. I mean, they need star power out in LA, but uh, I don't know. And and it's always to me, it's always so surprising that people don't want to follow LeBron to play somewhere. He has to wait until somebody else does something for him to for him to go. Like I can't. I I think it's kind of crazy for the best player in the league if he just said, "Oh, I'm going to go to Team So and So." That other free agents wouldn't want to go there. Um, he's kind of always hesitant on, on what he wants to do, and he has to see how everything else plays out. You know, I think that's another storyline in and of itself is, you know, why aren't people, like, dying to play with LeBron? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, that's just kind of my own personal opinion on that. But, yeah, I think I think the best move for the Lakers would be Paul George and LeBron because then they don't have to give up the assets that they have. Or if LeBron does, like, a sign-and-trade, maybe it's, you know, one player that they send over to Cleveland to make, you know, money work and all that. But um, if he, like, opts in and does a sign-and-trade kind of thing. But... Um, yeah, I think I think if they get Kawhi with LeBron, that pairing could spell dooms for them in you know three to four years. Yeah, and the one thing I do want to say, maybe the only exception would be LeBron going to Cleveland because mm-hmm. now he wanted to get that ring again. I mean, he yeah. was he was really just making that move because he wanted to get a ring for Cleveland, and no one really followed mm-hmm. him. They did have to trade for uh, K Love, well, but outside of that, Miami, and then obviously right now with Los Angeles, I think you you'd, you'd hit the uh, nail on the head there. But I do want to go with you guys. Mm-hmm. Do you agree with Bill? Would would Paul George and LeBron be the best duo out of the two of the three, or would you say maybe even Kawhi and PG thirteen? I think all LeBron th- and Kawhi. Well, of course, but I'm saying all a three. duo. If you buddy. had to go two out of I three, think we're going to talk. We're going to talk about how all I, three will work later. I mean, but at least I, a duo. I disagree to a like to a degree with you, Bill. Where I feel like even if they have Kawhi and LeBron, the Lakers are still going to be a really good team. And I don't know if it's a like the thing that puzzles me with it is not that they'll fall off. Mm-hmm. It's to me the what like Bill hit. What will the Lakers have to give up? Why will they have to give up so much? Because look at the other side of town that play the team that plays in the same stadium as them. The Clippers are kind of sitting there like, hey, don't forget about us. Don't forget about but they're us. young. But they're young. But think about it. If they're able to get a Kawhi deal done. Get that trade with the um, Spurs because the Spurs have just said they don't want to trade okay, him to L.A. But I don't think they're going to the Lakers. I, I don't think the Clippers are a big player right now. But, it, well, that's the thing. You think that and then Jerry West pulls all the strings, makes everything work and gets – I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm just mm-hmm. saying they are sitting there kind of under the shadows. Let the spotlight be on the Lakers. We'll make these moves. I mean, they're going to have DeAndre Jordan. They've already said we're moving on from you whether you opt in or opt out. So I'm thinking if he opts in, hey, let's get a deal done. Let's use him for Kawhi as the big kind of main. But, but I'm not they saying got Marcus Aldridge and Paul Gasol. I'm not saying. Well, Paul Gasol is towards the end of his But also, his they still played him heavy minutes last I know. year. He was fine. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but that's what I'm assuming the Clippers would want. Yeah. Imagine if Kawhi goes to, L- goes to L.A. for the Clippers, then for Paul George and LeBron. 
hey, we're still going to L.A., but we're not going to the Lakers. I think that that would be a key thing to kind of change all this up to where PG and LeBron maybe go to the Clippers instead of the Lakers. That's why my pressure is on Magic Johnson, because if he screws this up, then it's, oh, my God, I screwed everything up and I hyped everyone up for this because we were going to get somebody. So what duo works best together in L.A.? Me, I would say <laughs> LeBron and Paul George is the one that okay. I would want, but I would take Kawhi and LeBron. It's like, I'll take anyone, but mm-hmm. Paul George is the one I would pick with LeBron. We're getting some agreement, Dave, here, so I'm guessing you're going to say Paul George and LeBron, too. No, I, give, me, give me Kawhi. See, I'm going to disagree with that, because, and, and, and this is kind of going along the same line of Bill, because you're going to have to give a, a lot to give yep. up, get Kawhi. If it's B.I., uh, Hart and uh, you know Kuzma, Kuzma and then also picks. Yep. But this is a guy that again we don't know if he's healthy. I mean, again, he didn't trust the Spurs doctors yep. to be you know let him to go out and play. He was playing fine when he was out there. I mean, he yep. was a little bit rusty, but he was really starting to shake it off in the last couple of games he did play in. And we don't know if he's going to be able to at least get past this injury either mentally because right now he doesn't look like he's mentally strong enough to to oh, be get in, out in San Antonio. With the, reading into the mentally strong enough. Okay, but but this guy is afraid to play. They, he wasn't. He, he wasn't going out there because the they didn't trust the doctor. Lost his trust. Like that's all it is. And you're but saying why? that we don't, you don't know I, if he's healthy. And I don't know what's going on. That's you watched why. him play four months or three months ago now, mm-hmm. and you don't think by the beginning of next year he's going to be healthy enough. If he looked like he was shaking it off three months ago, imagine the amount of time he's had to recover. I remember recording that. Podcast. If he's healthy, then why? Why isn't Boston giving? A, a, because a he's already play. said that he doesn't want to play in Boston. Exactly. He wants to play But in they, LA. they also threw in that they have injury concerns about him. Yeah, that, so, that's I mean, fair. That's that's their leverage. It's a game back mm-hmm. and forth. For me, I look at Kawhi Leonard. I go, he's the second best two-way player in the game. He performs at the highest level during the highest stakes. Paul George can't say that. Paul George choked hilariously in the playoffs, not just this last year, mm-hmm. the year before that. And the year before that. So, sorry when I go, Paul George seems a bit overrated. Yes, he's a great player. Yes, he's a top 25, 30 player. He's probably top 20. Uh, probably top 25. Um, but my point being, I'm going to take the guy who's been there, done that, and is the best you know, potential pairing for LeBron James because you get someone where LeBron can kind of slack off on defense a little bit more because Kawhi goes hard at people. Mm-hmm. You have someone who is extremely versatile on Kawhi who wants to beat in L.A. Like, all signs point to... This is the guy who's at his prime, who wants to be here, who can compete against the Golden State Warriors, and has proven that. So, in my mind, it's not even close between Kawhi or Paul George. Do you the guys, cost is worth it. Do you guys believe the stuff of, like, the only reason the Spurs opened up or reopened talks with the Lakers was to get a team like the Celtics interested or a team like the Sixers interested towards, like, hey, we're not going to trade them to L.A., but if we get open talks with them, kind of gauge what they're going to give Absolutely. us, a Boston, a Philadelphia might jump into the trade yeah, no discussion. Yeah. yeah, Bill, what do you think about that? Well, yeah, I mean, no question. You're, I mean, if you're trying to get rid of an asset you want and you want the most back for it, I mean, of course you're going to try to stir up as many – stir up as much buzz as you can about the situation. Um, even if somebody isn't interested, you're going to want to make it seem like it is so you could get you know the most from the highest bidder. Um, so, yeah, I mean, absolutely they would they would try to try to beef up as much as they can um, that they're talking to other teams just so whenever they do move Kawhi, which, I mean, if they don't, will be the, one of the biggest monumental mistakes, I think, in NBA history, um, would, yeah, I mean, of course, they're, of course they're trying to beef up what they can to get for him. And we have two more questions. It's obviously we got to make the hot takes mm-hmm. of who's going to end up there. But one one question we got to ask: If they get all three, how will they work? So, Bill, I want to go to you first. If they get Kawhi, PG thirteen, and LeBron, 
let's say they get rid of Ingram, Kuzma, and uh, Hart, and then future picks. Um, they also obviously going to have to get rid of uh, Luol Deng. You know, push that off to someone who needs that contract, or at least you know can give them a contract, um, and they get picks back or whatever. Um, they they do the you know whole salary caps gymnastics. They get LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, PG thirteen. How do they work? And how good are they? Are they good enough to take down the Rockets or the Warriors? Uh, year one, I would say, man, if they got all three of them, I mean, taking injuries and stuff out of the equation, uh, mm-hmm. man, could, Golden State plays so well and so fluid, and they've been playing together for so long at this point, it'd be hard to see, because, I mean, LeBron's a ball-dominant player, Kawhi to an extent kind of is, and they all kind of play like the same position or like close to. Um, you know, kind of like that two, three, four area. Um, I don't know because who who else would be on the team? You got you got Lonzo Ball, and and have we have we done a whole a whole talk about the Lakers and LeBron going there without mentioning Lavar Ball? I mean, wow, um, <laughs> that whole, that whole situation. I mean, if Lonzo's still on the team, I mean, that could be they're going to have to they're going to have to put put Lavar Ball in like a in like a glass room or something so nobody could hear him speak, but. Um, I, I don't think that they would take them down in the first year. Maybe if they got a, a, a year playing together um, and getting chemistry flowing and things like that. But, I mean, who else would be on the team? Like, would Brooke Lopez still be there? Or? Mo Wagner well, would be there. Yeah, Mo Wagner would <laughs> be yeah, there. Yeah, Mo Wagner, yeah. Hell yeah. Um, I know Lopez's contract's up. Same with Julius Randle. And they yeah, might Randle would be gone. Throw him into a signing trade, but I'm not sure. Um, they'd probably have to be able to take on, you know, uh, you know they have vet min, min, mins, and we'll see if maybe Dwight wants to come or something like that. But uh, Yeah, I was, was going to say, yeah, maybe get those people chasing, the ring chasers trying to mm-hmm. go fill out the rest of the roster. But I feel like it'd be such a like almost like a like a like a fantasy draft kind of team that you just put together like to play a game of 2K with um that it happened so fast and you know the the chemistry of it I think I think would be hard I mean the talent level is there but you know Chemistry's know, overrated, it, it, man. I mean, look at what the right. Cavs did last year. It's like I'm going to trade my entire team mid-season and I'm going to roll into the championship. But that was also because of LeBron though. putting I mean, they're, up 40 they're, in every I'm single just, win. I'm just, it's LeBron doing that, though. Mm-hmm. You know? That's that's the crazy thing. Well, how do you think they're yeah, going to work, Dave? Against the Pacers, but, you know. <laughs> I mean, they, they beat some other teams. <laughs> you know, they, 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 they took yeah. over Canada for a little bit. Um, I don't I think it could work. I, that's the thing. Like, Well, how does it work? If it, if it could work, how would it work? Uh, I don't know, man. I, that That's one where I'm like some because I don't know what the right price would be. I don't know. like what I'm just talking strictly on the basketball court for it. If they get yeah. everyone together, if they get everyone how together. would LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, and Paul George work together? I mean, he, Paul George plays the two. I mean, that's that's the easy answer, unfortunately. I think that you run, basically, LeBron goes between point guard and power forward. He has no problem doing that. It's pretty normal for him. I don't think that would be a problem. Kawhi plays off ball. Um, and can kind of take over a secondary ball handler. But Paul George is, at this point, in my mind, just relegated to 3 and D player. Mm-hmm. You catch and you shoot. You're no longer a primary ball handler. Don't worry about it. We don't need you to do that. Like, only in extreme cases when, you know, the other two are off the court. Well, like, how does Lonzo work with it, too? Because Lon- Lonzo is most likely not going to be in any of these deals. So Lonzo is going to be the main ball handler and of I mean, no, think it's, about it's LeBron and Lonzo. Yeah. Lonzo. But, I mean, think about <laughs> what um, when we were talking about LeBron to the yeah, Sixers. The main thing was, oh, he wants to play more off ball. If you got a guy like Lonzo who, say whatever you want about a shot, it might be janky, but the dude can pass. Yeah. The dude can find open shooters. Yeah, and his effort level goes pretty well. He's good at getting rebounds. Like, they'd have ridiculous size. Like, they would be able to guard mm-hmm. anybody at that point, which would be amazing. But the problem is, if he doesn't get a shot better, then yes, you have a concern because you can't run out 
a non-shooter on LeBron's team. Like, that's mm-hmm. just, you can't do that. Well, the biggest thing with it, this is if you have those four players, LeBron becomes the fourth defender. As weird as it sounds, especially with Lonzo Ball on the team, LeBron becomes that fourth defender. Which is ideal. Exactly, because then he's going to be able to save up a ton of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we saw even you know when he was on Kevin Durant in, in the finals and when he was guarding people in the finals, he wasn't that great. He was dead tired, but also he didn't put that much effort I'll into say, it. He's going to be sitting about five so, feet away from Draymond. Yeah, That's him playing defense. You have Kawhi Leonard, you have Paul George, two guys who are notably great defenders, and Lonzo Ball, yeah. who was quiet one of the best point guard defenders last year. LeBron is at least going to be able to take game, you know, uh, possessions off defensively. Um, and then offensively, we can see that machine that he is and dish it out to Kawhi Leonard and, and Paul George. And we look at Kawhi, his best shooting percentage from three was 44% or something like that. I think it was three years ago, right when he you know started to hit that 20-point mark. And you know Paul George has consistently been a good three-point shooter. 37% for, on his career, and then pretty much from the 2014-2015 season and down, he's been above uh, 37% too, and, and near 40% last year as well. So um, I think it would be a really nice pairing, at least with those four, but how much depth would be on that team? How much would you be able to put out there? And if we're talking about beating a Golden State team, or especially a, War, well, a Rockets team that you're going to have to be running up against, mm-hmm. that's where it gets a little bit tricky. Well, and that's it. Like To your original question, like you asked Bill, how far do they get? In my mind, it's easy. If they get all three, Lakers are number three in the West. Warriors will be number two. Not even number. Rockets will be or Rockets will be number one. The only reason I say that is the Warriors. They don't give a shit about the regular season. Whatever will be the two. We're gonna rest up for the. Playoffs. So even if they get Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and LeBron James, yeah. they're not even gonna be the top no. top two teams. In think? the regular season, no. And wow, the thing I this is how it plays out. They'll mm-hmm. be three. I'm not saying you're wrong. They'll be I'm, three behind I the Warriors and the Rockets. At the three seed, they'll play the or no scratch. I don't need that. your playoff, but just scratch like. that. They'll be at the flip the Warriors and the Rockets. Warriors will be one. Rockets will be two. Um, Lakers will be three. They'll play the Rockets in the second round. Beat the Rockets in the playoffs, losing like five or six of the Warriors. Okay. Because with the Rockets, they're going to lose Trevor Ariza. I think he's going to the Warriors. They're going to lose Clint Capella. I don't think, think he's going to come back. I I think they're going to lose too many pieces for the Rockets to be good that's as a whole they were in the playoff. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know, but with the Lakers, that's how all three could affect the West. Well, let's get into some hot takes, Bill. Who are the players that the Los Angeles Lakers will acquire this year? Are they going to get all three? Or are they going to get two of them, one of them? What are your thoughts on the Lakers offseason and what it will yield? I think it's going to... You know, the more that I think about it, um, I think Kawhi is a for sure to the Lakers because they hit, the Spurs have to trade him. I mean, if they don't, it's, it'd be the mo- one of the most asinine moves. In, I mean, in NBA history, so they're going to get they're going to get Kawhi. They're going to get him, um, and then it'll be interesting to see if uh, LeBron wants to do another big three like he did in Miami. Um, yeah, I think if they get Kawhi, then they're going to land either either and LeBron or Paul George. So, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll go out and say it. I think if they get quiet, they get all three. All right. And I do want to say we're get, we're recording this on Thursday, so we have mm-hmm. no idea what's going to happen, um, when the trade is going to go down. Um, but right now we're recording this on Thursday the 28th. I do want to throw this at you, Bill. Um, when does that Kawhi trade happen? Does it happen in the next 48 hours, um, right around when LeBron needs to opt into that contract? I mean, for for the Spurs to get get a great return, it has to. For them to get the return they want, I think it has to, personally. So Bill's calling next 48 hours, so about when this is going to be posting, Mm -hmm. Kawhi Leonard will be a Laker, and then following it, Paul George will be a Laker, and as well as LeBron James. Ricky, are you in the same boat? No. Right now, the only one that I think they will get is Paul George. LeBron, I'm not even going to try to guesstimate where he's going to go. The two, he's either going to L.A. or he's going to 
stay opt Cleveland. out and then do a one-on-one with Cleveland. That's in my mind. The thing with the Spurs, in my mind, I've got two things going on, and I really want to take the hot take one, and I'm going to do it. Hmm. They're not going to trade him. He'll walk away at the end of the year. Okay. I think they're going to be way too hard-headed, but I hope for Spurs fans they trade them by the deadline. That's what I th- want to happen. That's the one that I will be like, oh, please let that happen. Mm-hmm. But I can just see them going, no, 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 we can fix this, and then he walks at the end of the year. Dave, what do the Lakers get? They're going to end up with uh, Kawhi, LeBron James, Swaggy P, Lance Stevenson, and Mario Hazonia. No Dwight Howard? No round two? No, no, no Dwight Howard return. I forgot about that one. I threw it out there. No, we're going to pass on that one. So they're going to get LeBron and Kawhi? Yeah, yeah. I still think Stevenson would be an awesome ad, though. It would be interesting to see those two play together. He can just blow Um, on LeBron in practice Amazing. Yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. And LeBron might take take him out in practice. Um, So we'll see what happens. Jordan did it to Kerr. Um, Yeah, and and I'm going to have to answer this question. That means uh, Lakers are going to get shut out this offseason. They're not getting Kawhi Leonard. They're not getting Paul George. I I don't think LeBron James is going either way because I don't think Kawhi Leonard's getting traded in the next 48 hours. I think that's going to be dependent on if LeBron goes or not. I don't think Kawhi gets traded until the beginning of the season when, you know, he's not going to be showing up for anything Spurs related. I think they're going to wait until Kawhi is saying, I'm not playing for you. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that's what it's going to take for him to get moved. I don't think it's going to be happening in July. I don't think it's going to be happening in the end of June. I don't think he gets traded, no matter the yield. But once that happens, doesn't his value just drop because he won't even play a game? But right now, I don't think the Lakers are going to give up Ingram, Kuzma, and Hart. And if they do, they're getting fucking robbed. It should be like Ingram, Kuzma, and two picks. Well, I I think they're getting robbed with that because, again, I I don't know what picks they will be, but still— I think Ingram is a guy that can be a, a future star in this right. league. And if he's playing on the Spurs, that is a for sure bet that he's going to be yeah, a future star in this kid, league. I mean, he's, he's a guy that can be the next great uh, point uh, point forward. I mean, he, he showed it last year. He had 19 games where he had, um, you know, f- uh, I think five or more assists shooting 40% from the field. I mean, he's coming along with a shot. The numbers don't show it if you look at the box score. But you look at him, he has a natural flow to his game. It's something that is, is Sean, just extremely impressive. are you, are you saying the Lakers should TTP? Uh, sure. Um, but and then going at with uh, you know Paul George, I think he's going to stay in OKC for at least the uh, for for, uh, for for the max. I think he's going to take the most money possible. Um, maybe they end up moving him when that contract gets later on. But I think he wants to take the most money possible, especially with his leg. He knows how fragile an NBA career can be, and he's a guy that can last a long time in the NBA. His rings will come. I think he wants to take the money now. And also, he said he still has unfinished business in OKC, and I think he he truly believes in that because he gave him as much as he could in the regular season. And once that mellow contract's off, it's going to be interesting what they do to put around Russ and uh, PG-13, I think he's going to stay. And with LeBron, I have no idea what he's doing, but I know he's not going to Los Angeles. I, he's not going out west. And if he does go out west, he's going to Houston. So it's either Cleveland face, or man. it's Houston. Yep. It's not even that I'm, I don't want to pick my face. I just don't think it's going to happen. And the reason why I don't think it's going to happen is because I, I made a bet because I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> I'm not making the bet because I don't want it to happen. I'm making the bet because I don't think it's going to happen. That's why you make a bet is because you think and you're, you you believe in a, a stance. And I believe that he's not going out that's west. I think ride, this is all smoke you're riding the bus now, And right? I think Los Angeles, I think Los, Los Angeles gets blown out. Also, LeBron still scored 40 in every single win against the Pacers, so I wasn't wrong. It just went to seven. Um, So that's my thoughts, at least on the Lakers. Um, Bill, any final thoughts you got on the Lakers offseason? Not on the Lakers offseason, but I I got one more hot take. Does anybody think LeBron gets another championship? I say no. No. I think that Kevin Durant's going to end with more championships than LeBron. Yep. I don't think LeBron gets another one. Well, two more. He's got three. What? Right, right? LeBron's got three? 
No, one more then. Yeah. LeBron's got two. LeBron has three, got yeah. two. So he'll end with one more. I think KD can get two more championships. Do you think LeBron gets another ring? I think LeBron will get another ring. I think it's bound to happen he gets one more. I don't th- I don't know with if he's going to. With the gonna... Warriors? On, uh, on Bronny's shoulders. On Bronny's shoulders. I don't think he gets shut up, but I think he gets one more. I don't know if it's next year, but I think he's. still I think has he's good for one. one. Like yeah. even at the end of his career, he's still gonna be, like we talked about Jordan at forty. Like LeBron at forty, I still think is gonna be able to compete. Yeah, I don't think LeBron's gonna wow. have a, a a true fall off. I, I know you you threw out there. You he's thirty five. He's gonna be shooting forty five percent from three by that point. I think one thing is we might see his numbers dip and his dominance dip, but I think he might still be really efficient on the floor, and he's still got that ability sure. to be a guy that you know. Is still, I mean, he's one of the most athletic guys right now at thirty three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, when we're talking about it's you know three more disgusting. years, I still think he's gonna be a very athletic player, even at 37. So I think LeBron can still be a a really effective guy. And, I mean, his body's never broken down on him yet, knock on wood. Um, So I I don't think it's going to happen now. So those are our thoughts on the Lakers offseason. Let us know what you think down in the comments below, and let us know if you think we should hire Bill or not, because uh, this was another fun uh, segment with Bill on Patreon. So if you do want to be a patron like Bill, check out patreon.com slash podcast. Bill, I want to thank you for joining us. But let's move into the final topic. We do want to welcome or thank Bill uh, for being on the podcast again, giving us another great segment to talk about the Lakers. If you do want to be a patron like Bill, check out patreon.com slash Podcast, um, and you could be on a monthly segment where you get to pick and talk about the segment of your choice with any podcast, whether it's the Onside Kick, the Fast Break, the Primetime Podcast, Rick and Johnny, et cetera, et cetera. But let's jump into the Dallas Mavericks. we got a lot of love on the mm-hmm. uh, Luka Doncic uh, Mavericks draft segment, so shout out to all the Mavs fans. And Dave, I want to go to you first because we're not going to talk about Boogie yet. We're not going to talk huh? about the centers that they're going to bring in. Huh? I want to get your two thoughts on the Luka trade for both the Hawks and the Mavericks. Just real quick, who do you think won it, and, and how do you like Luka on the Mavericks? I think, uh, obviously, the Mavericks won it because they got Luka, who's best player in the draft, so bravo <laughs> to that one. You pulled the trigger on that. Like, yes, it seems like a high price to pay, but at the same time, when you're getting the guy that you want— I don't think it's the wrong price to pay at the time. I think that, uh, yes, Trey Young could be a really great scorer in the NBA, but he's also super limited because of his size, his uh, defensive uh, ability, lack thereof. And I think that he's someone who gets to take advantage of. Luka is someone who has size, who has great instincts. He has all the stuff that you can't really teach uh, as far as intangibles, which is wonderful. And I think the pairing of him next to Smith Jr., out there like it's just this team starts to really form up nicely now with this young core i love it ricky what are your thoughts on for me i the only thought i have is uh you guys all thought it was a tinfoil hat no i had the crystal ball there i knew this trade was going down the only thing i was wrong with is i had them picking michael porter but mentioned that they could like i saw that hey they really like luca like Dave said, you get the guy you want, win-win, pass the well, chicken all around because it's winner-winner chicken dinner. And now they <laughs> did get rid of a, their 2019 uh, first-round selection. It's it was got top tons five of protections, protection. though, doesn't no, it? No, top five. Okay. Top five protection uh, on that pick. So, I mean, this is a team that you know probably doesn't want to be in the top five. They probably want to be pushing mm-hmm. for the playoffs this year um, or at least getting close to it. So now they need to go out and make another move and, and try to add to this team. We look at the point guard situation. You have both Luka and Dennis Smith Jr. Most likely it's going to be Dennis Smith Jr. as the typical one. Then at the two, you will have Wesley Matthews. Then at the three, most likely you will have Luka Doncic. And at the four, you'll have Harrison Barnes. Now at the five, you can always run Dirk there. Um, but most likely with Dirk's ability, probably going to put him on the bench. And they are trying to clear up cap space. Seth yeah. Curry is going to be a free agent. Uh, they declined the option, I believe, on Doug McDermott, so they freed up money there. They're trying to push for 
a center. And I look at this, and the guy that really sticked out to me, and especially in the NBA draft live stream that we had, a lot of people really pushed for Boogie. A guy that got injured last year, was still great on the Pelicans. He's a guy that you know does a lot for you as a five. He's a guy that's trying to make a, a, a name, at least after this injury. Um, and there's a lot of question marks on how he will bounce back for the injury. So we're going to talk about all the options they have at the five, because the Mavericks can be a really interesting team now bringing what Dave said uh, you know, earlier, being the best player in the draft on their team in Luka, it could be a very interesting offseason for them, especially if they're trying to push for the playoffs. So we're going to start with DeMarcus Cousins. We've talked about this before. Does DeMarcus Co- uh, Cousins deserve max money, Dave? It's a hell of a risk, but I think the answer is yes. I think that what he can bring to the table uh, when healthy, when moving, is 100% worth a max contract. Now, what are the odds that you get a 100% healthy DeMarcus after this injury? I'd probably say like 80%, to be honest. Like, it's pretty good, pretty good chance. And let's be honest, if you miss on it, yes, it's a couple of years. But same time, you're looking at your core being, you know, a, a 19-year-old and a 20-year-old right now. So I don't think there's a huge risk. Like, you're not going to just absolutely bomb this, you know, franchise for the next decade because you signed one max deal with DeMarcus Cousins, who... You know, assuming healthy is the top center in the league. He's a big man who can be point guard at times. I mean, I know turnovers are a problem with him, but like he can still ball handle. He is not afraid to take shots. He dominates the game in the low post. He just he's a dynamic big. And right now, if you have that, not you know there there's a handful of teams with answers for that. So it's a huge advantage, and it's also someone who, if the locker room keeps, if he can be a good locker room presence. He's had mixed, you know, uh, background on that. But if he can be a good locker room presence now, I think that would be ideal. This is a this is a young team with a vet, who, like the pillar of this franchise in Dirk Nowitzki. Mm-hmm. So if you add him in there, I think he kind of would fall in line a little bit. I, I'm only concerned is that 20% of like, if you come back unhealthy, you know, where are you actually top end at? Where can you get back to? Or are we just stuck with a dead contract for, you know, three years? Mm-hmm. Ricky, do you think he deserves maximum money? No. Not not at all. And the only reason is because he's coming off an Achilles injury. Like, what I think it's going to be with DeMarcus Cousins is every team is going to, like, people will gauge interest, but in the end it'll be, nah, not the risk we're going to take. He'll take a lesser deal with the Pelicans to, like, maybe not another, like, not a one-on-one like LeBron, but he'll stay with the Pelicans because the Pelicans will sit there going, we'll, we'll have you back. We want you well, back. Will they though? Because I mean, let's I look at what they, they did. They well, let's yeah. look at what they did after he was out. They had a better record without mm-hmm. him than with him, and they really don't need to add that money. And if they feel they need to add more shooting to that team, or you know, more wing help because of Solomon Hill's injury, that would Hill's be injury. horrible then for Demarcus Cousins. Because really, then what do you do? Because to me, if I'm any team, not the Pelicans, well, even mm-hmm. the Pelicans, if I'm any team in the NBA, I'm not giving you a max contract after this injury. Well, and with with this Achilles injury, what do you think his idea should be? Going to the best team, going to the best situation, or going and taking the best money, especially with the injury that just happened? The best situation for, of course, there's a price in your head. Like, of course, you're not going to take the vet minimum. If he gets max money. Would he be stupid to pass it up? No. he As personal, no. He wouldn't be stupid to pass it up. The team would be stupid to offer him that, but he wouldn't be stupid for taking that. So let's say the Pelicans so, offer him max, max money. Will he take that? Yes, but I would say the Pelicans would be stupid to offer him max money. Any team should not offer him the max deal because I don't – like Dave says 80%. I truly don't know what DeMarcus Cousins I am going to get and how he's going to like come back from the injury mm-hmm. – 
And it's not necessarily like a like we don't talk about this with KP because obviously he's not on the last year of his deal. But with the Mavericks, I think there's other center options in mind because Dave, I know Dave mentioned like, oh, they're a young team. But the one thing you guys talked about, Luca, was that, oh, yeah, he's so young, but he's got this experience playing at a pro level to where that's why I feel Mav fans are like, dude. This kind of thing is being jet rocketed and kind of skyrocketed because we got a guy like Luca who, yeah. yeah, he might be young, but he's got that pro experience. Well, and the one thing too that accelerates that is that you gave up your mm-hmm. 2019 pick. Yep. So you're, you're not going to be you have able no to... reason to tank unless you really tank. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's the one thing is why we're you know putting on that pressure of what what are they going to do in free agency? What are they going to do in the five? Um, so the other options, obviously, you know, DeAndre Jordan is out there. Um, I want to throw this out there real quick. As a Mavs, if you put yourself in the shoes of a Mavs fan and what happened, would you want DeAndre Jordan back on this team? Or yes. at least, you know, because again, Mark you signed him driving and around he pulled town. out. I mean, that was a complete fiasco. <laughs> would you want to, you know, kind of go back to that DeAndre Jordan oh well because of his talent? I mean, he wasn't that great last year, but would you go back and, and, and knock on that DeAndre Jordan door? I mean, I wouldn't. I, I think I'm, I'm again a timeline kind of person. DeAndre Jordan's getting older. He. He already burned your team once. It's more so he burned your team once. Like the whole like pictures inside the house with the front door mm-hmm. and a chair in front. Like get He's out of here. Two years older than Boogie. Yeah, get out of here with that garbage. I just don't. I don't like it. I don't think it's uh, very professional. I know. I know the league doesn't have to be like all student type professional, but like shit like that when you've already got like a handshake deal, it's just it's immature and it's garbage. I I wouldn't put the money on DeAndre Jordan. I know that. Mark Cuban is really invested in when he's invested in something. Mm-hmm. He will try to make it done regardless of when it gets done, just so it's done. That's what concerns me. I'm like, mm-hmm. Mark Cuban's a guy who could go back digging and be like, yeah, you still want to play here, right? Right, 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 right. And it's just like, that's what terrifies me. Ricky, you said yes immediately. Well, Why? I mean, my thing isn't, I, I, my thing isn't the whole, like, I could give two credit. Like, when you think about it, what, that was like four years ago that that happened? With the whole, two? like, oh, or no, two years ago three, or something? Three, three, like, he four, was, was what, 26 at the time? He's 30 now. So, I mean, he was 26, 27 at the time. Yeah, you can say, like, oh, it was an immature thing. But also it was, I would crop that up to whatever. We'll give you a pass on it because you're going to help this team. And he's a hometown kid because when they're hometown players, fans of teams – forgive things because you're a hometown guy. I think, the I think thing, one the thing. thing I, that I would be worried about quick, I is what thing. I would have to give up for him. Well, real quick, I want to throw throw two things out mm-hmm. there because you just mentioned that. Yeah. I think if his play on the court could make up for it. I don't think him immediately being on the Dallas Mavericks mm-hmm. would make up for those mistakes because um, if I was a Mavericks fan, I'd still be pissed off at DeAndre Jordan. Um, but the other thing is, too, is, again, he hasn't opted in. He hasn't mm-hmm. opted out yet. And if he does opt out, it will cost them nothing yeah. besides the money they do If get he out. opts in, then as a Maverick, I go, Ugh, I don't know if I want to give up more of my future mm. to bring him on. One guy that I'm looking at that might be, a, like, it's not going to be like, a, oh, my God, he's going to save the franchise. But what if they go for, like, a Brook Lopez? A guy who, mm. with L.A., it's, you know what, he's... On the market, you know, might not be in the L.A. plans with everything that they're going on with. And they could just go, hey, you know what? Let's offer some money. Doesn't have to be a max deal. Offer some money to Brooke Lopez. And there, we got a set. I have no interior presence at all. Well, yeah, I I think one thing is that I don't think he brings enough athleticism to that team. So that's one big thing is Mm because if you look at DeAndre Jordan, we obviously talk about him. This guy's an athletic freak. Boogie, when he's healthy, Mm -hmm. an athletic freak. Brooke Lopez is a guy that you know really works outside, and he's not that great of a rim protector. So I think that's the one thing they do need is a mm-hmm. rim protector. 
Um, so, I mean, Brook Lopez could be interesting, but I don't think that's a, the, the best fit on it's him. It's not the number one choice. But, yeah. I mean, if you're really needing a center with what's out there and what you may have to give up for one, he may be an option you go with. The other option is Dwight Howard, too. I'll throw that out there. If we're talking about rim runners, we're talking about rebounders, kind of in that same mold of DeAndre Jordan. He's known to be a locker room cancer. Um, Atlanta Hawks, you know, uh, fans or players cheered when he was traded, um, mm-hmm. got rid of immediately pretty much uh, in Charlotte, took away a lot of playing time from the centers that they had on the roster. Another option is, as well uh, could also be Nerlens Noel, um, who was already on the Mavericks but didn't really work out there. What, what, about, a, what about a guy who's already in Texas? Clint Capella. Capella. Thank you, yep. as well. Clint Capella is also an option as well because Houston, if they do get LeBron, throw will, not be able to, yeah, will not be able to match any offer from him. Mm-hmm. But even then, they would be really restricted if they do throw out there not being able to bring Trevor Ariza if they do max out Clint Capella in, in, in for agency. What, what, what I'm trying to get to is what center do you think best fits the Mavericks? I think that, honestly, they've got a couple options. I don't know that one mm-hmm. best fits them. Like, if I were them, I might be intrigued to go ahead and, like, Challenge the bird rights on Nurkic. I might go ahead and you know mess with a team like that because I mean yes it's Portland yes they're probably gonna pay him. Portland's already eating luxury tax like crazy, so yep. you might as well take a flyer and see how much they really like him because I think he's a good player. But do they think he's a great player worth a higher contract? Um, on the cheap, you could probably go after Baines or KOQ. That's what I was thinking. Um, but do, do those guys make them a playoff team? Isn't the idea right now to make them a playoff team? The I thing, don't know about that. So, I mean, there's a I'm lot the of options side. that can make the them a playoff The thing that's team. interesting, though, with Aaron Baines is, of course, he's not a guy like a DeMarcus Cousins, like a DeAndre Jordan. No. But you got to think about it. He <laughs> was a, a guy. Different. He was a guy that played a key role for that Celtic team in crucial spots of the playoffs, and he's coming yeah. from a system. That was very well coached coming to another coach who I would say is one of the tops in the NBA. But what, 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 we, what, what I'm trying to get to is what do they need? What Do they need another star? Do they need a De, De, DeMarcus yeah. Cousins-level player? Or do they just need a filler like Aaron Baines? What player do you think best fits in the, in the center for I think if you can't swing at, at uh, DeMarcus Cousins, then you just play out the tank. Why not? But they don't have a pick. That's why not. Top five. Unless it's top five, which is mm-hmm. why you play out the tank. You see what Harrison Barnes' value is in the free market. But you're also running the lottery risk as well. Oh, I know. Oh, you you don't think Mark Cuban gambles? <laughs> I think Mark Cuban gambles. Well, he's on Shark Tank. He, exactly. He gambles all those yeah. investments all the time. That's, 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 a, that's, that's, joke. <laughs> that's the joke. Um, yeah, no, I think that if you can't land someone who will change your franchise like DeMarcus Cousins— then you have to see what the how your team does early in the season, and you have to value how much is Harrison Barnes worth. Yes, he's a good player. Is he going to be the face of your franchise? No, we already knew that. Is he worth value to some teams on his current contract? Yeah, I think somebody would actually do do a trade and maybe get you you know a late late pick in uh, this draft. Maybe maybe around the same value, if not a little higher than you, than um, Nico got for the Bulls this year. I think you could probably get a fifteen to twenty for Harrison Barnes, but. I don't, there's just a lot of guys out there who, like you said, will just kind of fill the role for mm-hmm. them. Go ahead and take a gamble on maybe some G leaguers who show you prospect. They've had good success. But can't you with do that kids. as well as just you know bringing on somebody? Can't you just roll the risk on getting a G leaguer while also bringing in a Demarcus Cousins? Oh, you absolutely can. But I mean, playing time. You're, you're splitting playing time, and you're yeah. splitting like what you want to do with that roster because like but do you want to throw in a G leaguer like automatically again? If you're going for the tank, of course. But should that be their goal? What should be the Dallas Mavericks' goal this season? Honest. Is what I'm trying to get to. What should be their goal for you know the center market? You're what not going to win the championship. You're not going to win in the playoffs. The eighth seed. 
I don't even That's give what a you're fuck. shooting for. Like, don't even care. If you don't get the eight seed, like, it's either you shoot for the eight seed so you can say, oh, well, at least we made the playoffs. It's not a lottery pick. Other than that, you're tanking for a top five pick yeah. because then you keep your draft pick. Because for me, I'm looking at next year's free agency as well. And, like, there are some guys, even at the center, like, I mean, um, Vucevic is going to be up next year. Hot no, name. No, no, I'm not saying that you throw a max deal at him. But Maybe you can do, like, a Wes like, Matthews for Vucevic now. Depending on what happens, <laughs> you, could, Magic fans? you could bring in a Robin Lopez. Like, of course, Rolo, this is a big name that could bring in. But, hey, whether he leaves from the Bulls, I hope I he gets traded. I like that. I love Rolo, but I hope he gets traded. And then you go after a big free agent. Next year, I'm looking at the three, one of those wings that's going to be on the board. Interesting. Oh, in the draft? No, in the either in the draft or in free agency. Like one of the small that help forwards their five? it'll be. Because they'll, they'll go with, if you go with a Rolo next year. But his contract's and, up next year. Yeah, I know. You bring him in. You in bring him agency. in in free agency next year. Oh, I and thought you, bring you said in, trade him. Trade no, 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 now. no. And you bring in like an Aaron Baines now to kind of be like, hey, you're going to come in. You're going to work with the Hold system. The you come from a... Already well coached system. I'm not saying Aaron Baines is the first option I'd go after, but I really mm-hmm. like it. He he showed real grit during the playoffs. Um, and he can hit super intense. And honestly, like his defense is nothing to slouch at. So I think that, like I said, it's home run swing or nothing. And I don't think that they have a problem going either way. I think mm-hmm. Cuban wants to make big moves. I also think the DeAndre Jordan thing probably will happen just because Cuban is mm-hmm. a madman. Like that's. I just it I feels like he wants it cousins, so bad. Too. Yeah, it's it's a hundred percent safer than mm-hmm. cousins. Why are we shying away from him though? Is it just because of the injury? Yes, for me it is. It's a hundred percent the injury. Dave, if he uh, wasn't injured, I'd be. I teetering. still. I would still lean towards cousins if I if it was my choice to make. I would I would lean cousins over. So DeAndre let's Jordan. give like give me just a give me player. like what 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 their top options should be. So. You're thinking DeMarcus Cousins should be one. Cousins is one. Would you put Capella at two, or would you put DeAndre Jordan at two? Or would I... you even say just tank at two? <laughs> you know me. Um, I would I would probably, I would give them, it's Cousins, it is Clint Capella, then it's Tank, then it's uh, DeAndre Jordan. Okay, Ricky, what, what are you kind of you know lodged in there? What, where are you putting, are you putting DeAndre Jordan one? Is, is I would Boogie say on your board? DeAndre Jordan, if I'm going top three, DeAndre Jordan's my number one. My number two would probably be, like, maybe a Nurkic and then, like, an Aaron Baines. Like, Cousins is there, but it's more of, like, so if, what so price if am the... I going to get you at? I don't think I'm going to get you at the price I want. So it'll be Jordan 1, Nurkic at 2, and then an Aaron Baines at Is three. your Baines, though, the tank option then? Kind of, yeah. Okay. So you're saying Nurkic, Jordan, yeah, like and Nurkic. tank. Yeah. I mean, you're saying DeMarcus Cousins, Clint Capella, or, tank? Yeah. You know what? Throwing Clint Capella instead of uh, Nurkic. Instead of Nurkic, okay. I like Capella better. Right? Yeah, I mean most people do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think and he plus, I just like the timeline. And plus, that would be well. a, still that would be a big F- no. I like Nurkic's timeline That's oh, from the Mavericks. Like, hey, uh, Rockets, you you want to bring him back? Here's a max deal to Clint Capella. Mm-hmm. Boom. Try to match that one. Now, I've been kind of quiet on what I think they should do, and I think it's very clear. I just wanted to get you guys out here because I don't mm-hmm. know how long I'm going to talk about. 
this. Um, it's DeMarcus Cousins, and it's not really close in my mind. Okay. Um, I understand that DeAndre Jordan is a freak. I understand that he is, you know, a, a massively valuable player w- with him running to the rim. Mm-hmm. And, you know, him and Dennis Smith Jr. in the pick and roll could be nasty. Him and Luka Doncic would be absolutely disgusting because mm-hmm. you know Luka could throw lobs to him. And Luka's unreal in the half court, especially when it, it's abusing pick and roll. So DeAndre Jordan could be an interesting fit. But if I was a Mavericks fan, I wouldn't want to, you know, get crossed again by him. Uh, he's going to be 30 years old when the season starts. He's a guy that was efficient last year. Again, he was fine, but he's not the same rim protector that he was. He's not the same guy that I think you can really put a defense on. He's not a Rudy Gobert-type player anymore. He's not a guy that I would want to give him a ton of money, whether it's $23 million because mm-hmm. he opts in or the amount of money that he will want this year. I would not give that to him because I don't think he's that type of player. I don't think he's that game-changing center. I think he could be a you know a third option, but I think they need more of an option that can hold on some of that scoring ability because Harrison Barnes can put up probably 18 or 17 a night for you. Luka is going to be interesting. I said 15, 7, and 7 for his rookie year, but that's because they're going to get DeMarcus Cousins. And I think DeMarcus Cousins, yes, he's coming off that Achilles injuries, but if we're talking about gambles, it's not gambling with the NBA lotto. It's gambling on what's arguably the best center or one of the best centers, top three at least, when healthy into Marcus Cousins. This guy can shoot from the outside, and we talk about Rick Carlisle's system being about ball movement, being about working in the half court. DeMarcus Cousins can pass the damn ball for a center. If he's, he's not fit. butting heads with Carlisle. Okay, well, I'm going to get to that. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, you know, fitting at least system-wise in a basketball stance, that is going to be the best move for them because it gives you an option where you can give him the ball in you know clutch time and he can get you a bucket because he can put his ass to the basket he can back down a defender and he can be a physical force or he can really help you spread out the uh defense and shoot from the outside he's not a great shooter um by any means but he's a pretty damn decent shooter 35 percent last year from three and having the ability to work with harrison barnes Luka Doncic. Dennis Smith Jr., you're going to have open abilities and open shots, and it's going to make those shots easier. And then also, if you're getting open looks, that also means that no one's around you. You have the ability to drive, which Cousins has the ability to do, mm-hmm. and you know really dominate. I think DeMarcus Cousins can be the most dominating player that you can sign, and I would not shy away with that because mm-hmm. I think your idea is to make the playoffs. Now, is this team going to be, you know, Top five in the Western Conference? No. But can this team make the playoffs? I think they have a shot. Um, I think, you know, with Minnesota's tumultuous situation going on where Jimmy Butler hates everybody, Cat doesn't want to play for the Timberwolves, Wiggins wants out, I think that team could be a very vulnerable team. I look at the Portland Trailblazers. If they lose Nurkic, that could be a very vulnerable team. We look at the Spurs. That's definitely a vulnerable team if Kawhi Leonard leaves. I look at the Mavericks, and if they get DeMarcus Cousins, that could be a team that really attacks. And DeMarcus, if he does gel with Rick Carlisle, that is going to be the biggest key. And if he does, this is a playoff team. And Mm -hmm. I would say go after DeMarcus Cousins and try to work it out. Because Rondo's biggest thing is that he wouldn't listen. He wouldn't agree with him. But I think if you have a guy in DeMarcus Cousins who's such a competitor and at least can listen to a coach, it's not that he dislikes coach, but if he gels with a coach, he really can succeed and thrive. He didn't have problems with Alvin Gentry, and I think that Carlisle could be a guy that Boogie meshes with. I think that he's a brash guy on the court, but I don't think he is a guy that's uncoachable. I think he's a guy that you know wants to be able to look to a coach and respect mm-hmm. him. Carlisle demands respect, and I think he would work well with Boogie. If I am looking into a crystal ball, and this might be a little bit of a stretch, but I think it won't be far if I see Cousins and Carlisle on the court together, I'm not going to see Cousins and Gentry. I'm going to see Cousins and Carl. 
that's what I'm going to see. Like, that's what I feel like it'll be closer to. Mm. Plus, the thing Why is like, that? The thing, like you said, where because of the whole, like, Carlisle's a guy where he's almost kind of stubborn to where it's like, this is my system, almost to do as I say. And he's you already. You don't say. The man who picked a yeah, fight with Rondo, he's and already made him butted lose a head series. with Rondo. Like, he, it's going to blow up at one point. It's like, how much can I shake this Coke bottle? And then when I open it, hope that the Dorian three tap method works. And for me, the thing that you mentioned were, yeah, Trailblazers could fall off. The Spurs could fall off. They lose Kawhi. The T-Wolves could fall off. But the thing I look at, the Sun—I'm not saying these are playoff teams. I'm just saying this is the bottom of the West right now. The Grizzlies, if they're healthy, are a better team than they were last year. But I don't think the they're better than Mavericks. Wait, wait, wait. The Suns got better. I think that the if the Suns, just with what we see right now— the Suns, I don't think, are last in the West next year. But are they a playoff team, Ricky? No, no, no. I okay. didn't say Who's these are playoff teams. Okay. I'm just saying I'm just throwing it out the there. Grizzlies are better if they were healthy. The Suns got dramatically better. Who's worse the than Lakers the Suns and the, the Clippers, depending on, Hold on, let them finish. The, depending on which one of them the of gets their thing. And then the Nuggets, they even got better. So I feel like, yeah, there's going to be spots, but there's going to be a ton of teams to fill those, what, two or three spots? What were you saying? Who's worse than the Suns? The Kings. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I think the Suns will finish better than the Kings next year. I don't think that's too crazy. I mean, Devin Booker is you know, going to give you 20 a night. DeAndre Ayton could be a force. It's going to be tough to stop him. Because Jake's going to be dancing because the I mean, Sixers get the number one pick. It, it, I think really that team's solely dependent on how Bender and Josh Jackson do, do because I think Mikhail Bridges is going to be able to be fine in that system. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it really depends on how much Koskovo can Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I tried to say it. Igor. Koskovo. Coach Cabo, whatever. I'll say it right one of those times. Um, I probably fucked it up both times. But it <laughs> depends on how well he can implement a system and implement his at least team um, and his culture. So, I mean, that's going to be one interesting one. Um, I mean, the Kings, again, they added Bagley. Bagley can be a guy that gives instant production for your team. So, um, it's San Antonio could be that team that's worse if they trade Kawhi. If um, they trade Kawhi and they trade LaMarcus Aldridge. Because they're they not going to move both. It, it was one of those things that came out. Would be like as a as a courtesy to Lamarcus, they would see if he was interested in being moved. Okay. Um. It was one, and again, all of these rumors are who knows if it's even supported. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things I read. It sort of made sense. Um. But to be fair, even if they if they don't move him, they made it to the playoffs with him last year. Their team didn't change. Why mm-hmm. wouldn't they get to the playoffs again this year? Yeah, true. So, and one, the one thing too is at least with the and that's a fine point. Uh. But uh, the other team too is like. Memphis, Memphis is you know one injury away from being one of the worst teams. Uh, the Clippers, but healthy, they're a playoff team. Maybe. I mean, again, there's a lot of com- Ricky's point was there's a lot of competition. I get out it. West. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The West is so low, like top ended that I'm like, I know these teams are getting better. I know that like the whole thing is Dallas gets uh, Demarcus Cousins or DeAndre Ayton and they can compete for a playoff spot. And I'm like, I don't know if that does it for them. I don't think it gets them to the eight seed. I think how the much West do we is so downgrade loaded. the five? You, also, like we're talking well, about teams like the not just championship. The Pelicans like literally got teams. there based off of their five. I know that, so. but it's like how many teams got to the playoffs because man, we got a really good five. Let's see. Uh, based Luka on, Pella was awesome. Yeah, but they Didn't had James Harden there. They're the Paul. MVP. I know. I'm not. Hey, I'm just saying how many teams had a good five. <laughs> no, well, he's no, no, so, he's no. Saying I'm saying solely like they're on the, the number five. like that. Are he's the number one player? I mean, on maybe five. Adams pretty much carried the war. Maybe carried you OKC could, in. but maybe you could argue that it would be New Orleans and then Minnesota. Rudy Gobert. 
he was there for what fifty six games. I mean, and Donovan their defense Ma- was the number like three oh, okay, during that time. But who who would you look at on that Utah Jazz team and say who oh, held the four? Don Mitch was okay, amazing. That's the point. But, who like, the fucking number one option is? Rudy so, Gobert. Without Rudy Gobert, they don't make playoffs. I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm so not dis- he's the one who put them in the playoffs. Okay, but also Donovan Mitchell had a great season. Yeah. So I think most people would look at it, and I don't think I'm wrong in saying this, that Donovan Mitchell would be seen as the guy on that Utah Jazz team, even though he's a rookie or not. I'm not saying that Rudy Gobert didn't have an impact on it. He was the defensive player of the year. I'm but just saying most people look at Donovan, Donovan Mitchell was that he was the guy that brought that team because he was consistently there for 82 games. Right. So I don't think Rudy Gobert is the, the guy on Utah. What Ricky's point is, I think it would be the five teams that you could, or the three teams that you could probably say is New Orleans, San Antonio, and Minnesota. If you want to cart the Marcus Aldridge as a five, because those are the guys and those are the teams. I mean, even then, Jimmy Butler was the team that you know really when he started being the number one option, he took them to a playoff spot. So, and then maybe you can throw in Jokic, but outside of that, there's not a lot of teams. But I don't think that Demarcus Cousins, if he does sign with the Dallas Mavericks, would be the guy. I think it's still Luca. And that's a lot to ask for a rookie, but is I think it Luca or is it? Dennis it's Luca Doncic by okay. far. Luca is a better player than Dennis Smith is right now. I mean, Dennis Smith wasn't able to shoot and wasn't able to create. Luca will be able to create and pass the ball, and you know, be able to move the ball around. Even if he's not a great scorer, he's going to be the guy that's seen as the Ben Simmons of that team. JJ Redick, I think, scored more points than uh, Ben Call Simmons last shit. year, but I think again, <laughs> it's something that he's going to have more of an impact. Whether it's on the box sheet or not, Luka's going to be seen as that leader. And I think that's why we're going to be looking at this Mavericks team if they add DeMarcus Cousins as a team that goes from you know third last in the West, jumping L.A. because I don't think they're getting, and we already said this in the podcast, I don't mm-hmm. think they're getting LeBron, I don't think they're getting Kawhi, um, at least to start the season, I don't think they're getting Paul George. Um, so I think Los Angeles, uh, the Lakers jump down. I think the Kings are going to jump down. Um, I think that even you know Minnesota might be able to fall down, and, and same with Portland. I mean, that's such a tight West that I think Dallas, if they get DeMarcus Cousins, adding Luka Doncic and possibly bringing on more to that team, they can go from a 24-team win to possibly a 45-team win, a 45-win team, uh, and and jump into the playoffs. Because I don't think, you know, Minnesota, San Antonio, New Orleans, Utah are all going to win 48 games uh, respectively. So, So, and I'm just going to ask this then. So you're saying that DeMarcus Cousins is a plus, what, 13 in the win column? Luka Doncic and... Demarcus Cousins could is a be plus that. thirteen, and, yeah, and, and Jalen Brunson. Also, the you know. uh, what? Jalen Brunson too, you know. Why oh, not? And, J- and Jalen Brunson. And Jalen Brunson. Um, He's and a also, you know, Dennis Smith getting better, and I think that mm-hmm. would you know boost that team up because last year they didn't have a go-to score. Now you're adding a go-to score into Demarcus Cousins again. That's a, is that is based team, on his health, yeah. but I, I, again, I think that he'll be fine. Um, and he'll be ready to play. He's, I think he's going to be starting basketball activity soon. It was, you know, happened late January. It's a six to eight month recovery. He's going to be fine when the season starts. Um, so I think he's going to be a guy that you add a go-to score. That's 25 points right there. You're adding a 15-point score on Luka Doncic. You're going to be helping out Dennis Smith cause. I think this is a team that can make the playoffs if they mm-hmm. add DeMarcus Cousins. If they add DeAndre Jordan, they'll improve, but they're not going to be making the playoffs. I think you have to go out and make that splash because you gave up your number one pick. Why not take another gamble and, and try to get DeMarcus Cousins? So I, I think that's where we, we will leave it off with the Dallas Mavericks. Uh, Last thing thoughts? I want to yeah. say, and this is because the comments were like, oh, we're Ricky and Dave going to give – their draft thoughts. One draft thought I want to give that I wasn't able to give last week. Okay. And I said this to David Vidcon. The Suns, I'm going to go ahead and say it, two to three years they're in the playoffs. Okay. And they're going to then be consistently a playoff team. I don't disagree with that. Dave, any so, NBA draft starts? Uh, thoughts? I, I love the move by the Mavericks. What can I say? Like, I, I'm a homer for uh, Luka. <laughs> Thought it was a great move to go up and get him. 
Uh, yeah, no, that's other than good. And y'all already heard my thoughts. The camera is dead. That's because we had so much fun on this podcast. Let us know your thoughts about the Dallas Mavericks and their center problems. Would they throw more money at Clint Capella? Maybe DeAndre Jordan? Uh, should they go after DeMarcus Cousins? Let us know in the comments below. Again, thank you for having helping us have two of our you know best months back to back. But let's not stop here. Let's let's keep it going uh, into July into August. It should be a fun time. We got player rankings coming up as well, uh, and we'll be back at it doing uh, after the you know free agency and player rankings is done. Back at it for the 2018-2019 season, and it will be fun again. Thanks to Bill for joining us on this podcast. Um, next week is going to be probably a more LeBron talk. More Kawhi mm-hmm. Leonard talk, more Paul George talk. Because at least um, they'll opt out of options. Yeah. LeBron signed on the 4th of July. You guys all saw that, right? Their wind horse <laughs> is saying that it's going to be happening, uh, you know, 4th of July or, or, or before. Um, so we'll probably be here um, on July 4th or mm-hmm. before, um, and we hope you join us then. Uh, again, final, uh, you know, housekeeping, whatever, patreon.com slash podcast. If you want to be on a podcast, don't forget to raise five stars on iTunes. If you want to get some MVP merch, check out mostofoutpodcast.com and hit our store button. And while you're there on mostofoutpodcast.com, you can find all of the stuff we post from full podcasts to segments on YouTube um, if you miss out. Um, and also, don't forget to subscribe if you aren't already on YouTube. But for Dave Oster and Ricky Weber, I'm Sean Anderson. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.